Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Carlos Hidalgo. Carlos, you are a life design coach and advisor. You are found on the web at carlosandsuzanne.com. And uh, Carlos, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. You are also the uh, founder and CEO of Vism CX. Uh, mm -hmm. You've uh, been uh, you've been in the business world for some time. You've helped some really, really great companies do good things. Uh, but but please give us an overview of, of your work today. Yeah, you know, for the last 25 plus years, I've been a marketer, uh, both client side. I started in my career on the client side, actually started in a nonprofit right out of college, but learned a lot and then went, uh, worked for McAfee, which is now part of Intel and then worked for BMC Software and then left BMC Software to start my first entrepreneurial venture. Uh, you know, and everybody asked, oh, what was that drive? I didn't want to be 75, wake up one day and say, man, I wish I had tried that. Mm -hmm. So I went for it uh, and I've been on my own ever since and uh, started a consultancy, which grew, um, learned a lot of, of what not to do, learned a lot, a little about what to do. And then in uh, 2017, started my second consultancy, Vism CX. And out of that came a book which came coaching and then came this whole idea about life design and helping executives and professionals design a life they love to live every day. You know, I definitely want to talk about that. I'd love to get your perspective, you know, having been in marketing for as long as you have. Um, yeah. Give us a, a kind of a quick state of the union <laughs> for where we are in marketing today, where we've evolved to. Yeah, I, I've primarily been on the B2B side um, yeah. and it's been uh, it's been interesting looking at, we have more technology than ever before. Uh, we have more content than ever before. We have more conferences and know-how than ever before. And I hate to say it, but I am talking to companies about the same things that I started talking to them about 15 years ago. And I, I sit there and I question and I ask and like, why are we continuing to struggle with the same things? I think there's a lot of things at play. Um, and then at the same time, I hear marketers going, well, we want a seat at the table. And I'm like, good, then do something, produce revenue, right? You want a seat at the table for a company, be part of that revenue equation. And so many marketing groups are still trying to get to that point. Lots of reasons for that, probably a whole other podcast to diagnose that. But I think right now we're at a state where we have fallen in love with the shiny new object, i.e. technology or AI or whatever the trend is. And we're forgetting to just do the basics, which is let's really connect with our customer and understand who they are, what they need to hear from us, what they want to feel, and let's be empathetic. Yeah, I love that. And um, you also, I should point out that uh, you not too long ago released a book called The mm -hmm. Un-American Dream. Uh, give us an overview of what that is. Yeah, that is pretty much an autobiography of my journey of mm -hmm. putting my business, my career, my profession, 
everything that I thought was important at the center of my life. And as a result of that, putting my family on the back burner. A lot of that was as a result of an identity that, that I had come to believe about myself um, and pursuing things that honestly were, were just fruitless. Now, that doesn't mean work is fruitless. I value my work. I work hard. But what was interesting is when I left that first consultancy in 2017 and put that notice out on LinkedIn, I enjoyed all the well wishes, but it was the texts and the phone calls and emails I got from colleagues saying, what did, how did you do this? Cause I'm miserable. And then I realized, wow, this isn't me. And then I started to really dig in and said, we have a workaholism problem in this country and a busyness problem as well. But we kind of, you know, professionals, we love to dive into our work. And so I just being the son of an immigrant, I just thought everything that we're doing is so un-American. And when Truslow Adams coined the phrase, the American dream in 1931, he wasn't talking about riches and wealth. He was talking about a land of opportunity. And I think we still live in that land of opportunity, but I think we have abused it. I think we are killing ourselves when 50% of Americans self-identify as a workaholics. And we are seeing that the World Health Organization is saying heart disease and death is being is on the rise due to our stress at work. We have a serious problem. And so that's what the work, that's what the book is about. And my wife has a real poignant chapter because I felt it was important to hear the other side of the story. What's it like being married to a workaholic? Yeah. Well, I I, I think that if we look at current trends, I, I think that uh, your book turns out to be rather prophetic <laughs> because you know? I think that, yeah. you know, we've seen, I, I think particularly many professionals uh, who, uh, you know, have great high paying jobs and they're like, yeah, you know, is this really all there is? And, and uh, you know, kind of evaluating what it is that they're chasing. And certainly, you know, you're seeing this more as well, you know, kind of at the, um, you know, worker level with great resignation. But I think it's, you know, I think a lot of folks when it comes to their professional lives have been doing a lot of soul searching um, and say, look, I'm, you know, my 40s or I'm in my 30s. I'm certainly nowhere near retirement, but, you know, I think I'd like the next 20, 30 years to, to be a little bit more based on design rather than, you know, just, you know, kind of more of a rat race and to what end? Okay. I got more money. Yeah. Um, but, right. um, you know, I know that you uh, and, and, and your family relocated to the Adirondacks and uh, sounds like a simpler life. <laughs> Oh, my word. It is so much simpler. And actually, before that, we lived in my wife and I lived in an RV full time for for seven months. Mm. Uh, And that was part of our design. And I got to that point in 2015. I just hit rock bottom, burned out in in all areas of my life. And I realized the same question you just asked, like, what was all this for? And I do hope people are starting to ask that question. And I I literally was just on a call before uh, you and I were able to sync up here. And the individual was talking about this job and and everything. And I finally just said, what kind of life do you want? Don't think about what job you want next or what business you want to start next. Think about the life that you want and make your profession part of that. We have so many things in our lives. Work is just one of them. And when we try to separate work, all we do is make life more difficult. We have life, 168 hours a week to live that life. What we do with the time allotted to us includes a whole lot of things, including our work, not just our work. Yeah. A um, 
Carlos, tell me about your work today with how you work with uh, clients and who you work with and, and, and what that looks like. Yeah, I work primarily with executives and professionals and we all start, you know, it's all focused on life design. We identify, you know, two to three core outcomes that we want to achieve. And that can, might be everything from, I just want to live a life that I love. I'm overworked. I'm overstressed. I need to pull back. I have some that I work with say, I really need to chart a new path in my career. Whatever those are, that's up to the individual. I can't decide that. Um, and so we do it two ways. We have a one-on-one uh, coaching. Typically, we work in six-month increments. And we just start working with, hey, who were you designed to be? Let's get back to your, the core of your identity because we can't start with why until we identify who. And we have to identify that who by rejecting the lies we've come to believe about ourselves and embracing what we know to be truest about ourselves, which as adults, sometimes we just are, are on this path. And, and for whatever reason in our past, we started to build up these ideas of who we truly are. And in my own case, I, I'm, I was so far away from who I was designed to be. Once we can define who and why, we then say, now what gifts and talents do you have that can then open up the door to opportunities that you may have otherwise been blind to? And so we go through that process. So we do that one-on-one. And then, as I mentioned to you, Josh, we're going to be launching our first cohort in January, which I'm super excited about. Um, we're capping it at 15 people so we can really build a, a close community. And we're going to go through that same process. And it's going to be a mix of peer as well as one-on-one coaching. So I'm super excited to be doing that and filling that need. And like I said, primarily it's executives and professionals who are starting to say, boy, is there more? And how can I design that life that I love to live on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, because I don't think, Carlos, I mean, you don't have to give up uh, you know, comfortable. It's, it's not I, the fear maybe for some is that, well, what you're talking about, uh, you know, what am I thinking? Throw, right. Or you're just gonna, you know, just kind of yeah. move to the lake and, and, uh, it, it's, we're not, it's, it's not about giving that up, uh, in terms of like, you don't have to give up your income. Like you can still have a wonderful income, but yet mm-hmm. you can, you can construct a life by design Right. Is, is that kind of the idea here? Absolutely. And I will say I am making more money now in my career than I've ever made, than I ever thought I would make. And again, I'm not, you know, on the cusp of retirement here at 50 years old, but I live really well. And what's been interesting is that changed when I stopped making that the focus. When I started oh. to make my focus on what do my wife and I really want out of our life? What do we want out of our marriage? What do we want for ourselves emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally? Mm. All of that came into focus. Then it was like, okay, let's build the business around that. Let's let's build. And, and I'm actually involved in two other businesses right now. So it's not like I'm, I'm sitting back and sipping pina coladas by the lake. I, I'm working hard when I work. But what was just so interesting is when I put that purpose over profit, the money came in. And so I'm not sitting there saying you got to, you know, declare some, take an oath of poverty or, or move out into the wilderness. I've been a small town guy my whole life, was fortunate enough to find this house in the town that I grew up in. We pulled the, pulled the trigger. I know people who want to move to the city. I know people who have RV'd for the last two years you know, it's really up to you. What does that design look like? And then what small steps can you put in place to achieve that design? 
Yeah, I think, you know, uh, over the past five to eight years, this concept of hustle, 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 you know, has been kind of out there. And, and, and in fact, I remember, you know, on Facebook, I, I don't share a lot of business stuff. I, I really don't. I, I just it just feels weird. Uh, to be constantly <laughs> what I what I don't like on Facebook, what I don't resonate with is people that are always low key selling on Facebook. It's yes. like, man, I know what you're doing. It's right. like, dude, relax, man. Go to Disney. Go to. I mean, so when you you know when you look at my Facebook, it's like I would say ninety eight percent me going to Disney. Uh, me posting funny things that I find amusing, maybe not the rest of the world, um, but it's yeah. stuff like that or thoughtful, you know, things about, you know, um, my life's journey. But, you know, I remember one time I was posting something frivolous or whatever, and, and someone commented, don't you ever work? You know, you should be getting to work. You should be out there grinding it out and hustling. And I'm like, that's not the life I design. That's not, that's not my life. I don't want that. Maybe when I was in my twenties and thirties, you know, not today, like I'm good. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'd rather have that, that, that really great work life balance. See, it's like, I, I think what you can do is, is have this mistaken notion of I will be happy when, right. Yeah. And so, but meanwhile, Life is like John Lennon said, right? Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Right. All right. It's that same thing. No, you're living life right now. This is your life, not mm -hmm. off in the future. Right. I recognize that there's definitely some value for, you know, socking away for a rainy day, that sort of thing. But, you know, at what risk or at what, at what cost do, do we want to do that? Yeah. And my wife always used to call that living on the promise of someday. And she would talk about when I especially was just in that workaholic state is I would always talk about, well, someday when this happens, someday when that happens, someday. So first and foremost, happiness is a choice. We can choose to be happy despite our circumstances. And it doesn't mean life's going to go your way because life is going to throw curveballs your way if you live long enough. Secondly, as morbid as this sounds, nobody's guaranteed it tomorrow. I was at a conference last week where the lady ended her speech going, let's be honest, life is long. And this is our time to make as much money as possible. And my first thought was, at what cost? And who says life yeah. is long? I, I've, I've had the unfortunate experience of knowing three colleagues who before the age of 50, all dropped dead. And, and it's, it's tragic. It's awful. And it, you know, these were all very healthy individuals. None of us is guaranteed that. So I'm not going to wait to retire to try to live the life that I want. Mm. And I think we are seeing this in some of the younger generations and the millennial generation saying, so, yeah. what is this all about? I saw my parents kill themselves. Some of them didn't make it to the finish line of retirement. So, and I have people ask all the time, like you, are, are you retired? I see you traveling. I see you doing these things. I'm like, no, I work. I've just designed my life to fit work into the kind of life that my mm -hmm. wife and I want to live. And it, it, it's an amazing way to live. And I have, I literally have had a friend call the other day. He was like, gosh, you're really living your best life, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, because all I have is today. Mm. And if I hope not, but if tonight my number's up, I want to be able to go, man, these last few years were awesome. Would a good person for your cohort or to kind of engage with you, Carlos, at this point, would, would it be the kind of person that says, 
Look, I'd like to chill out a little bit more, but my brain just won't let me. Like I, I, I'm just, I, I feel this pressure or maybe that's just their role, right? Where they're like, look, I'm the, you know, CMO for a company. I, I signed up for this. I'm, I'm working my tail off right now. And there's really no way for me to renegotiate that, or at least they feel like there's no way for them to renegotiate that. Um, and so, you know, but yet, you know, maybe their relationship is, not great. Uh, maybe they've put off their health and wellness, you know, their, their physical health. Um, those, those strike me with those types of situations be a good fit for you. Oh, that is right in my wheelhouse. First of all, I am one whose brain, my wife always says, I love how your brain works. Mm. And my, I feel like sometimes my brain doesn't turn off. Um, now I've been able to work through that and, and get to a place where I can just sit and be, you know, the other day I drove 50 miles, didn't have one, not one song, nothing. I just drove in silence because I wanted to think and I enjoy that now. Wow, and yeah. so, yeah, that individual who feels that, yeah, we should talk. We should have a, at least a conversation to say, is this something you want to explore? Because I know right now that if you're there having those thoughts, then now is the time to do something before you get to the point where I got to where. My wife and I were separated. My kids who were teenagers at the time were like, oh, so now you want to be part of our lives? Mm. Like, oh, okay, that's great. And it took a lot of work. And, and that's part of my, my passion is I don't want people to get to the point I got to of complete and utter burnout and hitting that rock bottom. Yeah. So if you're even considering, is there a little bit more that I could be doing to have fulfillment in my job, fulfillment in my relationships, fulfillment spiritually, relationally, mentally? Yeah, let's at least have a conversation. You don't even have to sign up. Let's talk for half an hour and it'd be great to meet you. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, Carlos, your website uh, is carlosandsuzanne.com. And that's Suzanne is S-U-S-A-N-N-E. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when when folks go there, uh, Carlos, uh, what what should they do? There's a contact us button. You can just click that, uh, put in your details, and I'll follow up with you personally. We don't do automated follow-ups other than, hey, thanks. Um, But you're not going to get a bot responding to you. It'll be me, and I'll (laughs) respond to you, and I'll send you a link to put time on my calendar, and we will make sure that we get that conversation in. And again, I'm not here to sell anybody. I'm here to help people. And if if my whole desire is if it's not me, find somebody who can walk you through this process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes when, you know, you're really grinding it out, sometimes you feel uh, in, in, in invincible. Um, yeah. But I, I can tell you, I think Carlos can tell you, uh, I think we're also, I, I, I think the advantage that we have is that we, we are of an age, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that we've had some time professionally to kind of really work through this. And um, yeah, while I'm grateful for the sacrifices I made early on, um, also I think I would, if I were to look back at maybe, uh, you know, lost time with kids or lost time with, you know, my wife or, or whatever it is, I don't know that I, that that's not a good trade for me. Um, no. and so there is something to be said. So similarly, you know, I think you and I also look into to folks that are truly retired, you know, also, uh, you know, what can we learn from them? But uh, yeah, Carlos, listen, wonderful. Again, your website, Carlos and Suzanne. I love this conversation. Thank you so much. 
Uh, and again, carlosandsuzanne.com. Uh, you can click on a button that says watch a video or you can register for, for a free coaching session. And uh, it'll it'll all be human engagement, not just uh, bots and stuff. Absolutely. Always keeping it human for sure. Thank you so much, Carlos. Thanks, Josh. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.